handle the truth. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back to Thursday Night Get Right. This is Thomas Freeme, and I got Demetrius Knuckles here with me. JQ Smooth. <laughs> Let me just adjust here a little bit, and then we'll get on. But um, yeah, this is the Thomas Freeme Show. Welcome, everybody. Demetrius Knuckles here, Thomas Freeme, and we are coming to you live. These are the issues with the live. But we're coming to you live tonight. It's an important topic, man. God bless everybody. Welcome. Hope that you're safe and sound. Uh, welcome WMNF 88.5 here in the Tampa Bay area for allowing us to now be syndicated on their radio station. As you can see, got their shirt on. I got to send this up here to you, D. Wake up, play WMNF, sleep, repeat. Make sure you're on the Thomas Free Me TV podcast show Thursday night. I don't know. We we um got to figure out some. Well, the, we don't need the picture. We don't need the picture because you're on the move anyhow. So so we're fine. High. But I got I got you on the audio. So one second, I'm trying to figure out how to get back to the screen. Okay, now I can see you clear as day. Yeah, but I just have a, a profile picture up on you. But it's okay. We got to move on, partner. So anyway, tonight's show, we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to touch a little bit on Title Forty Two which is getting ready to expire at 11.59 tonight, which is uh, an egregious thing that's going to be occurring in, in our nation. And we're also going to get into what the main topic is, which is hypocrisy, hypocrisy and democracy. We're going to be talking <laughs> about how hypocrisy plays a part in everyday democracy and how that affects us and how we as American citizens contribute to that democracy day in and day out. So for those that are not familiar, Title 42 is uh, something that came up during pre-COVID with the mass influx of immigration going on uh, prior to COVID and, and all that was going to ensue with the lockdown and all the mass hysteria and fear mongering that went into that. That's another story for another day, but... So Title 42, what that implied is that the government, the Border Patrol had the right to turn away migrants that were trying to cross without a essential court process, whatever their court process is. So it was just turn them away and, and because of COVID. Well, that ends tonight. That ends tonight at 11.59, and this is why our borders are jam-packed with millions of people that are getting ready to bull rush at 12 o'clock sharp tonight. So I've been back and forth on TikTok about all of this. Yeah, we're, we're a land of immigration. You know, we're a land of immigrants. People have came here um, with the land of opportunity, all the jazz, if, if that story is even true. You know, if any of this crap is even true, you know what I mean? But this is, in my opinion, the wrong way to do it. And I get a lot of backlash on TikTok talking about, oh, well, those people just want to come here and work. Well, there are plenty of American citizens that want to work. I just met a guy that's been looking for, for work for three weeks, about to lose his house. He's an AC guy, 34 years experience, but he lost his job to somebody who would take less pay than him. 
So these are the issues. The thing is, the thing about it is this here. We are a land of immigrants. That's the one thing that we must always remember is that this is why I, I have learned to discipline myself and practice not discriminating against people because I realized that we are a land of immigrants. People have come over here because, first of all, this has been known throughout history as the land of milk and honey, the land of opportunity, in other words. So people come over here because they seek opportunity. And it's not necessarily financial opportunity always. It's the opportunity to enjoy life, to not have to be living in a, a, a mud hut. And I'm not putting them down because those are uniquely built. But they live in a mud hut that's being bombed. They live in a shelter that's being bombed. So. When I think of what's about to happen at 12 a.m., I think of, I understand that we must have regulations. But I also think about something Donald Trump said when he was uh, running for president. He said, I know all the loopholes in the tax code. He said, I know because I benefited from it. He said that when I become president, I'm closing all those holes. So I think of that type of stuff. And I think of how I don't want to close the hole because my brother got through already. And now we want to shut the door on your brother getting through. No, I feel like fair is fair. We must have regulations true. We must set boundaries true. But we must remember that we are a land of immigrants, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. And and I remember that absolutely that was on the debate stage with Hillary Clinton, and she was calling him out on the, on using that tax code. You know, she was calling him out on using that tax code, and and again, Trump, yeah, I use it. I absolutely use it, and so do you, and so do all your benefactors and all the people you get your money from. So whether you like Trump, dislike Trump, you know, I, I, I don't advocate for either side. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm for the people. I understand what's going on. But what, what happened was we, we were exposed to truth, you know. And, and see, this is what, what infuriated me about a lot of homeboys or, or a lot of people, homie, is, is that People wouldn't even listen because they're, they were so filled with stigma and venom towards a human being that they've probably never even laid eyes on that they wouldn't even listen to his words. And how else do you know your enemy without listening to him? How do you know your enemy without right. listening to the person? You know, I had this discussion with my stepmom the other day. And she has some very choice words about Putin. And that's, again, that's my question is, how do you know these things about this man? Where do you get these opinions from this man at? So getting into tonight's discussion about the hypocrisy in, in all of us, you know, how, how do we deal with that? The hypocrisy in democracy, what does that mean to you, D? As a black man, 
coming from the north and in the city of Detroit, when you hear the hypocrisy of democracy, what, what does that mean to you? I mean, when I think of democracy, government by the people or governed by the people, that's what a democratic society is. It's a society that's society controlled, governed, and operated by the people. Do we live in a democracy? No. Absolutely we don't. Because we get them tyrants up there, whether they're Democratic or Republican, we get those tyrants up there to try to control everything we do. They want to control how much money we spend. They want to control how many children we can have. They want to control when a, when a woman can uh, 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 get an abortion. They want to control how you can operate your business. Everything is under some type of control that's aimed at bigotry, that's aimed at hypocrisy, because they don't want no oversight for the businesses that they run and for the government that they operate. They don't want no oversight. But they are quick to say one thing to us and do the total opposite behind our back. That's why so much corruption is being seen in the news today. And that corruption is all hinged on someone said they was about this. But the facts show that they're about something different, something harmful, something detrimental toward the people that they say they represent. That's called hypocrisy. Hey Amen. I couldn't have said it like that, partner. And this is this is why I wanted you on the show tonight. You know, this is this is why. And and um, again for the for the listener. And, and those that watching, the reason why you can't see D, we're just having technical difficulties prior to the show. The man is actually at dinner and and, uh, and came and sat in for the show tonight, um, specifically for this topic, because this is a hot topic going on, you know, and, and we all have to take a look at ourselves, especially when, you know, which I want D to touch on when we get into black on black crime, what's going on inside of the community, you know, and the 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 arsenal that we, the poor and the poor community give for people to kind of throw back in our face. You dig what I'm saying when I, when I say that? Like we're giving these people the ammunition to call us animals. Yeah. And you know, that brings me to uh, a lot of my disdain with, uh, with this media, man. And a lot of my agreement with some of the uh, despicable people on TikTok and social media. I agree with some of the stuff they say. It's kind of like me and, me and this guy had a conversation yesterday. Me and the guy literally had this conversation. He said that, how could one of us get mad if a white guy call us the N-word, but we call ourselves that all day? So. And I've always said that that I don't I don't agree with it because I feel like, man, if you're gonna call yourself that word and you feel that you are that word, then how could you be mad when that white guy call you that word because he feel you that word? Right. See, and that's part of hypocrisy too. But I really look at this subject because it spreads across all types of conversations and all types of situations 
where you take black on black crime and you know like i told my friend i told you this story my friend said man why you ain't why you ain't uh why you ain't protesting with us downtown when uh somebody the police had killed somebody and i say because we just killed somebody yesterday today and tomorrow and we ain't had a protest yet ain't nobody mad at that but we mad when the police do it but we're not mad when we do it so that's the hypocrisy you know that's pointing the finger at everybody but you mm. for a crime that you commit every single day you know we can we can get into the debate but the facts are the facts there are more there's more brothers and sisters killing one another than there are police killing us. And therefore, in my mind, I could only have mercy and sympathy for these families out here that are not being justly treated because we pay all of our attention to police killings, police shootings. That means that we're not giving the proper attention to the black on black crime and to these mothers that's losing their sons and to these fathers that's losing their children as well. We're not giving enough attention to them, attention to them because we're giving all of our attention, which is well-deserved, a lot of attention, but we're giving all of our attention to police-involved shootings and situations. That's, that's not right, man. Yeah. 100%. And and when it came to the use of the N-word, <clears throat> you know, me me growing up in, you know, the, the situation that I was in, I used to use it as a, you know, as a kid around my homeboys, all of us, you know, most of my homeboys were all black. We were just all kids or whatnot. And I used to use the uh versus the er, you know, how stupid that sounds as an adult trying to justify the use of the word at all. But it's, it's like I shared with you the one story with truck, you know, when, when I was in prison and I used that word. And, and after that, I've never used that word since because I understood the, the pain behind it from that point. You understand? I understood the, the pain behind that when it come from somebody with my complexion. Right. And... For me, I just learned that, you know, that's that's their culture. That's something that they have for themselves that they're trying to hold on to that they won't let anybody else use. And and for me, I mean, this is just how I think about it. I don't make it right or wrong. It's just my perception on it. And I'm just like, but for me, as as me as a human being, I have no place or no business even using that where it has no business in my life whatsoever. You know what I mean? It's it's it it's not even part of my vocabulary for what I didn't experience it, wasn't part of it. I don't let nobody call me no cracker because half these people I got into an argument inside, you know, with with this dude because he's trying to explain to me that cracker is not a racist word and that it <laughs> and that this is just something that people call the police in the poor community, which is true. When we talk about them crackers, we 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 know that we're talking about them police, right? But not everybody looks at it that way. And and but see, 
when you call me a cracker, that's how I look at it as well. Like you're, you're calling me the police. You're calling me the cracker. The cracker's the right. man with the whip. That's where the word cracker derived from. The man standing right. there with the whip, the cracker, the whip. Those are those crackers. So I never held no whip. Don't have no part of that stuff. They, those words have no bearing in vocabulary because there's nothing positive associated to that word. Right. You dig what I'm saying? That word is offensive on any kind of scale that you use it. It offends people around you. It creates a negative environment around you. It creates toxicity. But this is why we have these entertainers promoting it the way that we do, because they That's know right. this is what it does. Hypocrisy make money, man. Hmm. They make a lot of money off hypocrisy, man. Even if that hypocrisy comes in the form of promoting the slaughter of people. They make money off it, man. And as despicable as it is and as despicable as it feels to so many people who's losing their children based on, you know, uh, these, uh, this is why Michael Jackson was exposing the music industry. This mm. is why, I know you remember B.O.B. Yeah. Yeah, he's nowhere now. Uh, all of these oh, people. Hey, you know who I was locked up with? Who that? I was locked up with the Jew that down here in Miami, he was a Jewish guy. <clears throat> and I can't remember his name, man. Big dude worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. He is the one that brought out NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, all of them dudes. Uh, he died. He died in the institution that I was at. Big old fat, nasty greasy palmy looking dude but he was in there for molesting all them all them boys that's the, right from the group and all that that's what these that's dudes right. that's and the whole story came out about how he would he'd be sitting there and you know uh the kid would come in he'd be sitting there in his robe with his robe all open telling the kid well if you want to be famous you know what you got to do and but the, the the thing at the end of the day man that gets me is they do it that's still a choice that you have to make. Yes. And at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but you have nobody to blame but yourself. You allowed this to happen to you because you caught caught up in the fame. You got caught up in how powerful the dollar is. You got caught up in all the shiny, glimmery stuff. And you was willing to stick something down your throat <laughs> for it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I can't have empathy for you, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm thinking to myself how, you know, for example, Donald Trump was just found guilty of, uh, the rape of the lady, right? Yeah. Improperly touching, touching the woman or whatever. Yeah. Aggressively touching her, whatever the charges. And I think about this and I think about the church, the homosexuality and the molestation that goes on in the church. I think about this, but what makes me think about it is I think about how many brothers and sisters that I know that are doing lifetimes in prison because they are because they are accused of touching a child, 
touching an underage person. And they may have didn't. I'm not saying they didn't. That's not the argument. My argument is the pain that comes from seeing such a hypocrisy take place that if you got money, you can do all of this stuff, mess with these children, tear lives apart, uh, traumatize generations of families. As long as you got money, we're not going to hold you accountable like that. But if you don't have money, we're going to sentence you to die in prison. We're going to give you the death penalty because you traumatized people. Dang right. And that affects people's lives. So my good friend from TikTok that, that uh, joins on, on uh, YouTube, Topher, Lou Perlman, that, that was his name. Big Lou, that's what we called him, man. We used to drag him on the compound, make fun of him, his big old fat, greasy, nasty, pedophile ass. Man, we used to make fun of him. He couldn't do nothing on the compound. He couldn't go nowhere, do nothing, but he had a boatload of money. And see, like you say, man, that's powerful what you said. That needs to be a t on a t-shirt, man. Hypocrisy makes money. When you got money, man, you'll, you'll take something down your throat. You take, it, it just all depends on where your priorities are at, man. How many, how many singers, rappers, entertainers, pop stars, uh, musicians, how many of them have rumors just, we ain't talking about no facts because we don't know really what happened. We're just talking about what has come out in the news. And we know a lot of the news is fake. But how many people have we heard that were engaged in some type of homo homosexual activity as part of the entertainment industry? Mm. Come on, man. That's, that's why it's so hard for me to really embrace a lot of uh, uh, people from that walk of life, that entertainment walk of life, because when you see, and I, and again, I'm not putting down nobody. I'm not judging these guys. You see Nas X, how he came in the game, right? Mm -hmm. He came in as just a rapper like everybody else. As soon as he got that hit, what happened? He got that hit. <laughs> yeah. So then you take, Matter of fact, just, just recently, Gucci Mane's, uh, one of his artists, his former artists, he just came out, right? Transgender, cross-dresser, whatever he is. But you take these people, man, and... I mean, just even, I, the, even the rumors going back to, uh, what's his name, Baby and Wheezy and all them. Baby and Wheezy. You Come on, man. They, they say Tony Braxton supposed to broke up with baby because that she found out that he was engaging in you know what I'm saying homosexual behavior and but I when I when you think about that man it it turns you off on a lot of stuff I'm telling you put some respect on my name <laughs> put some respect on my name are you done or finished <laughs> so these it's, characters man it, it it it's it's we live in a world full of characters man it's just like how I be saying to people on my TikTok that you know, some some people be racist and saying these little stuff to me. And I say, you must be related to Bozo because you sound like a real clown. Right. And that's how a lot of this polit politics work and sound. These politicians, they sound like real clowns, man, because some of us know to can see the truth. 
You know, well, some of us can see the truth. I mean, that's and that's just it, man. And, and the thing of it is, is like how you say, D, these people are characters, they're clowns. They get paid for this stuff. And this is why we see our entertainers overdosing, drunk, yes. addicted, because their souls are tore. They know that they are contributing to the detriment of humanity just for glorification, just for money. But at the end of the day, you know, I had this conversation just, just the other day about corruption, right? And how you can trust a prisoner, a returning citizen, a, a truly reformed returning citizen, one that is out here doing community work, founded a nonprofit, giving back. You could trust that person with your life. The yes. reason being is because one, we've had that corruption. Do you think that I would be out here for the last three years trying to build this nonprofit? It's a nonprofit, people. Understand that. This is a nonprofit. It is donation-based. It's, it's, it's solely just for giving out of the kindness of our hearts and giving back to our communities and looking for nothing in return. And if I had, I mean, why would I do that when I have a lifetime of experience with crime, right? Why would I sit out here and eat peanut butter jelly sandwiches and 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 sweat the way that I do and 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 work with the people that I do when I could easily have went back to crime, right back to corruption and lived an egoic lifestyle? I turn it down because I know what that other side is. I know what right. it brings. And it's not the prison. I've been in prison all my life. It's all I know. To me that's home. And a conversation's going to be coming out because I just spoke with John Keyhole and 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 um, I was having that conversation with him. Like me talking with these inmates gives me a sense of being back home. Like we're on the softball field and the bleachers just kicking it, you know. Yeah. And it's, so it's not because of prison why I'm not committing crime. It's because of the toxicity that it brings in my life, my thought patterns, and ultimately because of God. I've seen God and I know God personally. So like I say, there's no way that after seeing this man and him showing me the messages that he's shown me, can I now, now go back in front of this man and be like, man, I know you showed me this, but um, that, uh, that, ain't, that ain't have nothing to do with it. I wanted to get out and get, this, get all of this, this money still, you know? So right. we ain't, we're not looking for corruption. You don't have to worry about us being corrupt, I promise you. Right. You know, we don't have to worry about it because some of us who walked that that green mile, some of us who have walked up, walked around that green mile so many times, we have seen so much corruption. We have smelt, we have been the victim of so much corruption, and we've been corrupted ourselves and doing some of the criminal activity that we engaged in. So we know it all too well. But the difference between us and a lot of the people out today, especially in the world of politics, the difference between us is that we know where our corruption led us. You know what I'm saying? It cost us a lot of years of our lives. A lot of we sacrificed a lot of time with our children and stuff like that. So we know those other people were the ones who convicted us, who sentenced us who persecuted and prosecuted us, they never seen the consequences of their bigotry, their corruption, their hypocrisy. 
they haven't seen the consequences of it. We have. Amen. That's what separates us from death. And that's and that's just the truth of it. That's the fact of it. And and the reason why a lot of the uh, you know the communities are in the state they're in is because we haven't been listened to. We've been shunned. We've been mocked, and we've been held down by um, as as Miss Jennifer has said earlier in in the chat by a corrupt media that has an agenda behind it. You know, so anything that is is again we have to get away from all of this corporate business and 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 everything and having government and everything. We need to get into a state to where we have nonprofit organizations, staple community nonprofits being involved in our prison system our all our criminal justice system needs to be led by nonprofits and returning citizens and things of that nature right we need to start getting government out of our schools nonprofits need to be in charge of our schools we need to have nonprofits community based organizations that is running the schools and not government right so we have some standardized education nationwide. No, that's not how it works because the education in Colorado is going to be different from my education here in Florida. Right. And even though that it may be regional, like my stepmom worked for the school, you know, for, for so many years, but it's still too big of, of, a, of a zone. You know, we need schools that are taught for our communities, period, ran by churches, ran by nonprofits so that we don't have people in there trying to brainwash our children, you know? So you, you do know, cause I got to get ready to hop in a minute. Yeah, I know you do. Know that they just uh, fired a teacher or a group of teachers that was taking children in the back rooms and teaching them that it was all right. Ain't that something? That's hey, the TikTok. Man. That's the TikTok teaching the kids not to tell their parents, right? But if you're confused about your body, that means you're trans. That's what they yeah. were saying. And what yeah. child is not confused about their body at 12 years old? So these kids were going home and telling their parents that they were trans. They wanted gender uh, change and, and one committed suicide. And it's just a mess because we don't have the community involved in what's going on. It's all, it's all government-based. But next week, I want to get into... Uh, with you, man, specifically you, about about what we were talking about earlier, about me, the comfort out here, um, the discomfort out here, the comfort of, of being inside, and, uh, you know, just um, maybe a little a little personal of, of what um, I kind of been going through out here, man, because like I told John, I feel like I'm in prison out here. There's no difference for me. There's right. no difference for me. I just feel like I'm in a bigger yard and I can move a little bit more, but I still feel incarcerated. Right. And I wanted to touch bases with you and see, get your thoughts on how you feel because a lot of the listeners forget that we have been incarcerated for the length of time that we have, and you specifically for 30 years from a juvenile facing a life sentence. You know, you, for a long portion of your life, you, you uh, of course, we had a discussion. You always knew you were coming home, but you were you were you were sentenced to life, right? You know, so let's touch on that a little bit next week, man. Absolutely, I shall be back. Yeah, no question. So I got to get back to work right now. 
yeah, these guns go ahead and skip out, brother. I love you guys. I love right. you. Stay safe Peace, out bro. there. Yeah, we'll see you. See you next week. And then for me, just to wrap up tonight's show, it's the hypocrisy, you know. I, I really wanted to touch on the hypocrisy that goes on in each and every one of us. We're, we're quick to point our fingers at other people, myself included. I'm always included in these talks. And don't ever think that I'm up here chastising. I get told from everybody in my life that I lecture people. But I always include myself in this stuff too. But just as of yesterday, I had to check myself, you know? And, you know, I'm in a public shower and somebody's playing their, their radio loud. You know, I'm at the gym, I'm in the shower at the gym. Somebody's playing their radio in the shower. I was already agitated, stressed out. I'm, I'm severely upwound, I'm tight. Got a lot of stuff going on, big stuff. Um, I'm fighting my confidence every day. Um, because I'm I'm dealing with, man, I'm going in front of representatives, county officials. And this, I've not, I'm not trained for this. I'm not a public speaker. I'm not uh, certified by no university, if that's what you want to call it. I'm just me. And I present me, and I have the confidence to know that I fit in any room. You know, and... The way that I look at it is I may not be the most articulate individual. I may talk with a little slang at times or be a little long-winded in, in my thought process. But if you're a concerned individual, a concerned human being, a concerned American citizen, you would recognize my passion coming from me. You'll recognize that and you'll understand that. And, and uh, kind of like a pro se motion writer, you know, I have a little bit of leeway. But... It's understanding that, man, I was agitated, man. And I'm like, man, I mean, not everybody wants to listen to the music that you listen to, you know? And I'm, I didn't say that, I'm thinking that, and I'm just kind of working myself up in the shower. But then I just had to check myself like, man, but what is it hurting? It's good, positive music. You know what I mean? It's it when, so I mean, but what is it hurting? You know, and it's just checking ourselves at times and our own hypocrisy because I play my music loud sometimes. Maybe not everybody wants to listen to my music, but sometimes I'm just in a feel good vibe where I just want to play my music. Now, when I pull up to a light, I'm conscious of people around me. I may roll up my windows, things of that nature. I'm a very conscious person when it comes to others around me. Prison trains you that way. In prison, you have to think for the other person at all times. And you want people around you who who do their time the same way. These are called convicts. You know, that's that's what it is about knowing how to do time. So that's, again, I feel like I'm incarcerated out here. So it's 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 all the same premise. And, uh, and I think that goes into our recidivism rate and why it's so high, because it's very hard, if you've done a clip of time, it's very hard to decipher the difference. And we're expected to conform immediately. We're expected to move from this violent environment where, you know, I have all right to, to, to hit you 30 times, stab you 30 times if you cut in front of me, to not having that right to stab in you 30 times if you cut in front of me. All within a day. I may have had to just live that experience and then get EOS the next day. And now I'm in 7-Eleven and somebody just cut in front of me again. So it's understanding these triggers, understanding what we are going through 
on a daily basis and understand that prison is a training ground. It's a model. It's a maze. It's a rat maze. And they implement that out here into society. This is why they have everything cordoned off and divided the way that they do. And they can attack certain structures, certain environments with, with these, these, 